Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. I'm Tammy Brown, and together my husband Matt and I founded Sandals Church with the vision of helping people to be real with themselves, God, and others. Out of that vision came a personal burden to inspire and challenge women to cultivate kindness towards one another. My heart for Cultivate is to come alongside women so that we can grow spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy, and connected in community. This podcast is my way of inviting you to join me for real conversations about what God's Word has to say and what it looks like for us, real women, to cultivate it into our everyday lives. Always keeping in mind that we might not be where we want to be, but if we pursue this, we won't be where we were. Okay, this week we are going to talk about the style four on the Enneagram, the individualist. Some Enneagram people call it the romantic or the creative, but this week is um, particularly special to me because before I even knew of the Enneagram, I understood about this style because my second daughter, my middle child, Kennedy, once I learned the Enneagram, like this explained everything about who I'd always known her to be. So our guest today is Kennedy Waldrop, formerly Kennedy Brown, but she just got married this summer. So Kennedy, say hi to everybody. Hi. Kennedy is a style four on the Enneagram. That's her primary style, um, which makes sense. She's also currently on staff here at Sandals Church with graphic design. She just graduated last year from college and is now working full-time we got married so a lot of big things happening in your life the last i know a lot like of big six, changes a lot of big changes for you um so let's talk a little bit about the style four the style four reflects god's uniqueness and creativity fours tend to be motivated by finding significance and being unique they avoid being basic which is funny because like modern like <laughs> pop culture has been like so like oh that's so basic like everything about me i'm style six like is like basic is where i want to live it's like it feels very safe to me or like I, I always don't want to be basic um fours when they're not healthy can really focus and obsess on what's missing in their life or mm-hmm. missing in their um giftings uh the core sin of the four is envy and we're going to talk about that a little bit um the fear for the four is being unnoticed and the underlying emotion is shame um fours tend to be ashamed of being ordinary like they're Mm -hmm. not enough um so for fours the transformation that fours if you're an individualist out there is always to pursue gratitude fours can really um get lost in always Looking around, the beauty of the four and what you reflect of Jesus is that Jesus could look anywhere and find the beauty in it. Mm-hmm. He, he sees beauty where everyone else misses it. And I, I think, I know this to be true about you. I've known you your entire life. But the downside of that is that fours tend to see the beauty in everyone else. Yeah. And not themselves. And so when it's about pursuing that gratitude, that's not just a place of like being grateful for like, I have money or things or whatever. The gratitude comes from, no, here's what's beautiful about me and being grateful for that. So as a four, what what do you think is one of the ways that you, um, that the motivation, the need to be unique, like when you look back on yourself, even your younger self, like how that kind of played out for you? How it played out for me. 
Like yeah. ways that you you would be. You, you, here's the truth: you yeah. probably don't even know because it's so part of you that you're like, I wasn't trying; I was just being me. <laughs> that was actually exactly what I was about to say. I actually never felt like it. It took effort. Um, that sounds so. No, no, no. Not like I'm so different. I actually think I I really believe everybody is so unique and everybody is so different. Um, so I think for me, um, in a healthy way, you know, when somebody always liked something, I never felt like I just had to like it. You know, I never mm-hmm. felt like my value or significance was being like everybody else. Um, and I think I found a lot of confidence and security in who God made me to be. I think that's something I've been the most grateful for, mm-hmm. um, to really dive into that and learn more about who I am and, um, also see the beauty in others. Um, because, you know, I think growing up before the Enneagram, I, I always knew that the world was broken. I think not everybody realizes that, but I remember being like five and I'm like, the world's broken, but I was especially aware of my own brokenness. So I actually think the Enneagram has allowed me to see my own beauty in the beauty in others, um, in a way that I just felt like I was always missing because like you hit so many things about the four. I was just like, oh. well, I did give the style snapshot. True. That's kind of cheating. Uh, yeah. But you give it and I was just like me. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I was going to say is, um, you know, what's funny is fours, um, individualists want so badly to like not be basic, to be unique. And when we, when Matt and I first started even going into the Enneagram, Kennedy was like, I don't like type <laughs> me. And then like found out, you I know, like, took the wait. assessment found out that you scored a four. We were like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I know. But um, you tended to be then like, so like we would, I joke about this now. Like she was the most like, I don't want to be typed or styled and don't type people. But then I would like to say I was also 15. (laughs) (laughs) True, (laughs) true. Um, But has probably gained such an awareness and understanding of others in the best way through the lens of the Enneagram and understanding other people like, oh, I can see this coming out in them. And I think you're very good at, which we try to tell people like, it's not our role to type other people. And, but to be curious about them, I think you do this naturally. You're just like, oh, I experience a lot of this in this person without going, they're such a one yeah. or there's such an eight or there's such a whatever you're like i experience a lot of helper from this person or um that kind of thing without typing them but it's giving you do a good job at you've done a good job at using the enneagram to understand mm-hmm. all the people in your life how has has understanding that and en- the enneagram and your style helped you connect or understand god better like how has it helped you in your spiritual growth and your own spiritual formation i think I think for me, I'm honestly just in awe of creation. That's probably the biggest thing. Like even like last week we went to the Griffith Observatory and we did like the planetarium thing. And I was just, you know, it's a thing where they have like all the stars, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and I was just like sitting back. And this is honestly for probably like seventh graders, (laughs) Um, (laughs) like little kids on field trips, but like me and Jackson were there. And I I just started to cry because they're just talking about, you know, the universe and it expanding. And just, I think about how intentional God was with creation and the fact that Mm -hmm. he made everyone and everything and that he made me and that he made the people I love, I think is just really, really powerful to me. And, um, it's been, I think just really healing and, um, just things from my past and my childhood, just like remembering um, 
just how powerful God is and just how intricate he is, it has been. What's funny about your answer is that seems probably a pretty typical answer to you, but I think that the way that God has made you just came out in the answer, which is understanding the, the, how intentional he is in creating us, how beautiful it is. Like there are some styles on it that will go through the whole life and never stop to pause, to ponder the beauty of creation, the beauty of the world around them. And so I think in that very answer, like how you are comes out, what would you say? And just so you know, We've talked about this like across the kitchen table all the time, but how do you think every, every style hates their corson? I know. Every style is just like, my, my core style is the, or my corson's the worst, but every style thinks that. So for you, and I'm your mom, so I'm going to let you answer and then I'll, <laughs> I'll answer. <laughs> but um, how do you think envy has played a role in, again, fours when they're healthy, they see the beauty you know, everywhere else, unhealthy, they only see beauty everywhere else and not in themselves, which is where that envious birth mm-hmm. is like, they're good at this, they're good at this, they're good at this. You can see the gifting and uniqueness in others and you miss it in yourself. Over your, you know, as you've, as you've um, been learning more about this or even as you look back at your younger self, not knowing, how, how would you say that envy has tripped you up? You know, much like the reformer, I would say force or the individualist also has that inner critic, mm-hmm. except I think that that it kind of turns into shame. Um, and I think, you know, I experience a lot of shame sometimes when I'm like, I don't, I don't need to. And someone, I'm kind of going off track, but so, I have a point. Something um, someone told me recently, was like, shame is not from God. Guilt is from God. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something um, that I've really tried to let the Lord restore and remember but I remember very distinctively one of the first times that I could like I didn't know this at the time right but like looking back at you is I remember we were on a vacation once going up the coast and pastor's family so even on vacation because we're believers like we go to church and I remember sitting in the pew with you and you know you you had to be three or four years old maybe and like so we're in a new church they didn't have children's ministry. So I just like, here's the pam- here's the notes and a pen. And just to draw, to just be quiet during church. And uh, afterwards, you handed me your notes and you had completely illustrated every point of the message <laughs> on your notes. Like you were listening. I just thought you're over there doodling, like being, and I just, I, that's the first time I remember with you just being like, wow, there is such a gifting here for creativity. And even, you know, even when you talked to, you know, but you, but you were, I think the last person in your world hmm. to ever go, you know what? Like you never saw it as a gift. You kind of, I think saw it as a hobby <laughs> or like an interest. And I remember even with you going to college saying, you know, like, what am I going to do? And we're like, why wouldn't like you naturally have this. Why aren't you pursuing it? I know so I was going to study business. She was going to do business. And her dad and I said that we're <laughs> not going to tell you what you have to do your degree in, but we will say we want you taking at least, do you remember this? Yeah. One art class for your mental health. Yeah. And just soon- like as a side note, that's like excellent parenting. <laughs> I don't know that I've, everybody else that I know that's in art or design, their parents are like not wanting a support them through that and you guys have always been so supportive and that's something I'm super thankful for 
that the Enneagram was introduced when I was probably 14, 15 Mm -hmm. years Mm -hmm. ago because it changed how you guys parented. And I think Mm. there was, it was so intentional for me, Maddie and Ethan, um, because we are all so different. And, you know, I, I felt like I left high school with this self-awareness and confidence that I was, that I was different. And, um, yeah. Different in a good way. In a good, in a good way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things that we caught on to the Enneagram so much was because, you know, we had, had your sister who is high eight, high nine. And then we have you who, are you a wing five or a wing three? I'm a wing five. I don't have very much three actually. It's like pretty. Yeah. So like you guys couldn't have been more different and what worked with one of you did not work with the other. Mm -hmm. So before we even knew of this, we knew the way we had to approach you was Mm -hmm. different. So then when we did get into a little more, we were just like, oh my gosh, like this helps so much understand what motivates them. Okay. I'm going to talk about um, the individualist a little bit. We're going to start with unhealthy because we don't want to end on that note, but (laughs) fours Individualists, when unhealthy, can be emotional roller coasters, overly sensitive, clingy, standoffish, and are defined by their troubles. Would you say that ha- that describes you when you don't feel safe, secure, loved? Yeah, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Fours tend to be, they're not overly emotion, but they're the most in tune with emotion, mm. which going back to that story I shared of your childhood was you were so into, you could completely convey the emotion of this message in an illustration, but force can, can sit in pain with other people. Yeah. Like no other style that there is. If you're a four, you have to be so careful about who's in your life. Something you guys always used to tell me was like, I collected stray cats growing up and I used to be so annoyed. I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? No, I don't. But I think, um, as a four, I, I can just take on other people's pains and take on other people's burdens because I, I, feel like I can mm-hmm. feel them in a way that people can't mm-hmm. and I desire and you're not to be, afraid yeah to feel and I'm not afraid dark of emo- and- those dark painful emotions mm-hmm. which most people are like oh I don't want to feel uncomfortable you're not yeah. afraid of that which when you're in a good place yeah is fantastic but if you if every relationship in your life is someone that's in a dark you're painful, gonna lose yourself you it, yeah. you, you lose yourself and we've we've seen some of that your whole life, yeah. which again, it's, it's that tension to manage between your beauty and your brokenness. Mm-hmm. Like the world needs people like you to be able to, to sit in heavy emotion with mm-hmm. them when they're in a dark place. Mm-hmm. But the difference is, is you need people to not always be in that place in your world. Otherwise you're always below water. I think that's one of the most important things for the four to hear is just, you know, we feel all of the things it's all over the place sometimes. And I think you need a few people or in your life who are just going to gently, I think it's important with the four to be gentle, mm. pull them out of that place. And, mm-hmm. you know, something else that um, you just made me think of that I hear all the time on Instagram is like, your feelings are valid. And that actually makes me so mad as somebody who has been pursuing growth and health, because I don't, that's not true. When your feelings are in the driver's seat of your life, that's the most dangerous place, I think, to be in as a four. Um, I think that, you know, we I kind of talked about just that inner critic. Um, and I think that's important for you to create because it's going to inspire and influence, influence, you know, your work and whatever you do. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, God has to be driving your life. The word of God is the only thing that, that can dictate how you interact with people, how you interact with things. Um, and, and, and you're just going to be all over the place and have terrible relationships and just be experience this unnecessary sadness that honestly God doesn't want you to feel, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. he doesn't want that for your life. That's really good. That's really good. And I think that that's such a testament to the work that you've done in your own life. You know, people, one of the most asked questions I get is like, why is my healthy score and my unhealthy score even it's, Mm -hmm. and the answer is because you're, we're, we're a mixed bag of both. Like, like I train on two tracks all the time. And I think for fours, because you're so enmeshed in emotions of other people, sometimes the emotions that you're having aren't even your own. They get just so muddled with your own that if your feelings are driving, like you said, they might, it's not always true to dictate. And I think that's one of the tensions that we've managed when you were younger that now you're managing as an adult is feel your feelings. Like we don't want to tell you they're always wrong, but you can't trust them. Yeah all the time because sometimes they're your feelings sometimes they're your feelings for a moment Mm -hmm. sometimes they're other people's feelings that you've taken on because until you you and this is something for every style but until until we mature into a place to navigate our feelings well and manage them um they're tricky for us and when your score is unhealthy it doesn't mean you're always unhealthy uh-huh. It means we're that version of ourselves, or that's how people are going to experience us when we don't feel safe, secure, and loved in that relationship or in general. And so when when you find yourself, like I said, when unhealthy can be a roller coaster, overly sensitive, clingy, or standoffish, which is funny because those are polarizing traits, um, overwhelmed by the giftedness of others and discouraged by their own the, the perceived lack of their owns, and then can become isolated and oppressed. Those are only characteristics that come out when you don't feel safe. Yeah. When you feel insecure in relationships or you don't feel loved. And for a four, feelings can be so big that sometimes the period that that is what people are experiencing from a four, not just you, but a four in general, can be when you're in a season like that. Yeah. And then, but at your best, when healthy, fours are aware of their uniqueness and find deep joy in it i've seen you really stepping into a season of that of like you used to really minimize whenever you would do something creative um graphic design i think i'm your mom so i'll say this i think your gifting i mean is really like yes on the computer but more so like when you're painting or drawing Mm -hmm. or doing something like that. Like you won't eat. I was laughing because this summer we were at a lake and Kennedy was up there 4th of July and everyone's in the water floating and Kennedy's on the beach watercoloring. I'm like, of course she is. When she comes home, like just in her purse, like most people have their ID in their purse. Kennedy probably never has that. She uses her wallet all the time, but (laughs) she always has her iPad or a sketch pad in there. And it doesn't matter where we are. That comes out because that's part of the way that you unwind. Yeah. It's part of the way that you reconnect with peace is by being creative in that way. And not every four is necessarily an artist, but they probably are creative to some degree. If it's in writing, expressing emotion, songwriting, singing, mm-hmm. um, it can be in the way that they lead. It can be musically. So it's not everyone who's a four is going to be an artist as in the sense of like a designer or 
painter or whatever. That happens to be a lot of your gifting. Um, but that's how it expresses itself is like you, you see the beauty in the world. You see beauty in broken places. That's your double-edged sword. But also it's the fours in the world that make the world a more beautiful place. It's where we get our, our, our music so many of the things that we appreciate and you help the rest of us, like, especially me, I'm high six. I'm afraid of everything. You're like, but look at this. Like, let's do this outdoors. Let's look at how pretty this is. That's yeah. Our personality types are oil and water. We are so different. Me and you? Yeah. Are we? It's it's kind of probably just hilarious or scary for our family members, but we love each, we love to. Well, <laughs> and this is, this is what I say about marriages, but I think it's probably true for mother, mothers, daughters, mm-hmm. or just parents and kids is that if you, if you hyper-focus on your differences, it can, it can feel like a real tension. It can feel like, yeah. like, why aren't you like me? You know, you, you do this. I think like this, Ugh, it's, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. But if you see it more, like we've talked a lot each week about tools in a toolbox, the tools that you bring to the table are very different than the tools I bring to the table. If we were the same, we would have repeat tools on the table, but because we're so different, like you know this when we need something creative all of us are like hey kennedy can you (laughs) you know you got to design some work with dad recently you're doing a lot of things here and when you need a tool i have it's available resource to you because i'm you know you're the first person i feel like i go to for advice for wisdom when i don't know because i think you just have that perspective that i don't have and Mm -hmm. um and there's also more time experience and in wisdom but i just really appreciate your perspective. And I think that's something that, you know, being a four, I can see the beauty in just, mm-hmm. in just every type and every personality style. Yeah. So, you do that. So that really. wasn't like, we don't mix. Like, no, it's true <laughs> no, though. No, but no. I think that's such a great point because I think a lot of families have such attention based on the, their differences. And I, I, one of the things I think the Enneagram can do so well for us is to start to see in those intricate relationships in our lives, how like I, because you're a resource to me, because you're a close person in my life, I don't have to have your strengths because I can borrow them for you. You can lend Mm -hmm. them to me and vice versa. We know that's the same for Madison. Like Madison is super organized and, and she's a boss competent. And like, if something happens to Matt and I, like she'll just step into our place and run, (laughs) run our life. And you and Ethan both know that you're like, yep, Madison. I know. I was like, I trust you with everything. Don't, don't ask me. Okay. Because she brings that to the table. And so we have that as a resource, you know, dad has a confidence and a work ethic and stuff that the rest of us don't have in the same way that is a resource and a benefit to us. So when we all bring our gifts to the tables, we have access to a lot of tools instead of thinking like, oh, well, we're not the same. So there's a disconnect. And I think that's so important for mothers and daughters to be able to, and it, it's a, it's a shape shift in perspective for sure. It's an intentionality that you have to do to appreciate how different you are instead of seeing it as a weakness. It really is a strength. And, um, the other things for is when they're healthy is they see people both as they are the positive and the negatives and they are intuitive and relationally wise. And I do think when you feel safe and you feel secure and you feel loved in relationships, you do bring a wisdom to them. And you have you have that discernment that I think is unique to 
um, your style. I, Dad and I can think back on times when you were young, before we even knew, right, that you were four on the Enneagram, <laughs> where you had a discernment where you're like, this person does not have good intention, or this person is trustworthy. You you have a unique, and part of that's probably just the Holy Spirit in you, but part of it oh, I is- I like the high five. No, <laughs> part of it is that, so what do you think you've learned? Um, what do you think one of the biggest things that you like growth steps for you that say so you've been like, you know, you, you've been really real about like, here's my giftings, which is harder for you. That's growth to even own that. <laughs> and to go, yeah, here's my struggles. My emotions can get the best of me. Um, what do you think is like, has been that how the Enneagrams had been a benefit for you? I think it's taught me not to compare myself to others, but to who God's called me to be. And that's, been really, really freeing for me because, you know, like you said about we're all super different. I appreciate how different we all are and what you guys bring to my life. And I don't, and I'm not lacking anything because I don't necessarily have those same strengths, Mm -hmm. but you're a gift to my life and that's beautiful. And I can celebrate that relationship and celebrate you. You know, I think, um, without feeling like it makes a deficiency, without feeling like there's something missing from me because Mm -hmm. you know something I actually heard on another podcast talking about the four um he said I'm always the villain in my own story and I I don't know why when I heard that that was like a light bulb I feel like actually a lot of fours might relate to that just because um just the shame aspect that comes into it when you're not confident and secure in who God has called you to be Mm -hmm. um and yeah it can really derail you and send you to a dark place. So isn't it crazy though that your whole life, it's going to be a tension to manage. Every style has the tension to manage. But for you, it's that, that your, your, your ability and motion to feel and feel with others is like your beauty and the double-edged sword. Like that can be your downfall is when your emotions just get so high that like that's going to be for you, for any fours out there, just that tension to manage of not to, not to stop trying to feel. I mean, that would tell you like to hold your breath, try to breathe and, but hold your breath at the same time. Like you're a feeler. And, um, but I think where I've seen you grow and I'm, I'm curious what you would say, um, to other people who are individualists listening about some encouragement and growth, but I've seen you grow and being like, okay, I have all these feelings. I can sit in them. You can sit in them longer than most people. I don't mean you personally. I mean you fours listening. <laughs> you guys can sit in feelings longer than most people, but to not be directed by them, which we already covered. But what? What's some? How would you want to encourage some individualists out there about lo- not being afraid to look at how envy plays a role in their life, but but how to find some freedom from it. As you, as you use the Enneagram as a tool mm-hmm. to pursue being the best version of who God made you to be. That was good. That was a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Awesome. No, but how would you no, encourage? That was good. I feel like I'm kind of processing like, yeah. Some of this um, I'm going off script. So she prepped and then I just do my own thing. <laughs> Every guest has learned that. Sorry, everybody. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I maybe every type would feel this way, but I actually think self-awareness and the Enneagram is the most important for the four, just because I love what you've said about managing the tension and the double-edged sword, because it really, really is. Um, I think just a fine line of sitting in your feelings and something, you know, 
Jackson always tells me is like, if I, if I'm low and I'm like out of it and I'm in my feels, like there's a period of time where it's like, all right, do your thing. But then I'll kind of come over and, and, and say, um, have you been painting? Have you been drawing? Have you had a deep conversation with a friend? Like, Mm -hmm. like you need to do something because those feelings, they're going to come out somehow. Mm -hmm. And I think with an unhealthy for it could be self-destructive. And I think it's really important to channel that energy into something healthy. Go for a walk, go to a restaurant you like, listen to an album, express yourself and get those feelings out and channeled them towards something positive. And I know I mentioned this earlier, but the inner critic, it re- for me, I think I'm my biggest critic. I, someone will be like, I love that. And I'm like, ah, like, and I just see everything that's wrong with it. So I think something else I've really tried to work for is let it be a voice. But again, it's not the voice. Mm. The voice is Christ. The voice mm-hmm. is truth. And um, I think that's something all fours, like, Need don't to. be discouraged uh-huh. <laughs> what do you love you're gonna hate this question i'm going off now sorry okay. <laughs> part of her hates this whole process but i am really <laughs> nervous you guys you can probably tell um <laughs> kennedy out of all of our kids has always been the one that um and I, now i'm putting you in, in the spotlight <laughs> when i'm about to say you've always been the one that's like don't put me on the stage like if they want to call our family up to pray you're just like please don't make like i'll pray from the back (laughs) i'll lay hands from afar so this this sort of fishbowl that she's grown up in has probably been attention to manage for you the most i think or in a unique way i should say that because i don't know that your brother and sister haven't how that how they're confident they're more they get on stage they got it (laughs) they they tend to do that more but fours want to be unique but, and the good news is, right, there's the least amount of fours. Like, statistically, as people take the assessment, the four is the least amount of people that are generated, um, which is funny because I think it's such a necessary thing in the hustle and bustle of life, like, finding beauty in, in this world that we live in. And I, I almost dare to say now more than ever, because tensions are so high and hostile and People are so focused on envy. I think envy is probably one of the leading things that we're seeing right now with the rise of social media in the world and seeing things that are constantly in your face that make you feel like you're not measuring up. Um, But like you just said, like, how are you going to get that energy out? Those are such good tips of like, have you painted, which I think goes back to even you know, I think Jackson, Jackson is her husband, by the way. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> Jackson like, knows you um, in in a way that your dad and I knew you when we, like for college, when we're like, if you want to do business, do it. But you need to have one art class a semester, like as an outlet to who you just are in down in the DNA of who you are. Like there has to be something like that. So I would encourage every person listening, if you are an individualist to think about what is that thing? Like, is it playing music? Is it listening to music? Is it writing songs? Is it writing poems? Is it um, drawing? Is it painting? Is it putting together outfits? Like, I, this is what I think. I can always tell someone who has a high four by the way they've put their outfit together. And this doesn't, this is not like, doesn't matter if they're a man <laughs> or a woman or like, like I could put on any one of Kennedy's outfits and you're like, that's weird on you. And then Kennedy you puts it together that, and people are like, I do not think oh my gosh, true. it's so true. Like, I've asked that. You have I'm a like, friend be who stylist? came to your bridal shower, and I, I was like, she's super high for it. Remember? That's super bright. And she like, looked good. And she, she did. <laughs> but if anyone else wore that outfit, it was like, 
okay, that's a lot. But on her, it was like, you know what? Yes, it's like <laughs> perfect. Um, you bring beauty literally in the room in that way. Um, that's Thank so you. good. So wow. um, I think the beauty, like I said, fours that are listening, here's what you need to know is that you bring um, the ability to express creative and emotional ideas in deep and meaningful and unique ways. Um, and this means a lot and is an incredibly caring way to your friends and family to bring beauty into their world. Because some of your friends and family would never have that little ray of sunshine come in if you didn't bring it. Um, so so be in the rain, but also bring the sunshine. I think that's fours are like yeah. so both. In it's that. like melancholy. It's the happiness of sad, you know? <laughs> no one else gets that. I don't even know what you mean by that, but I know that it's a real thing that you feel like there are times watching you, we have some other friends that, you know, have high four in them. And it is, it's like, okay, she, she actually needs to go and sit and be kind of moody for a little bit and then like come out when she wants to, mm-hmm. like, because that's, that's a high thing of the four. But, um, back to the question I just started and we went on a big rant, but it's <laughs> fine. Like, um, people can speed this part up at 1.5. Um, <laughs> but what, what is one of the things that you can say, like, I love this about me as a four. I'm asking this because fours. Because that's the hardest question yep. you could ever and ask me. I'm, I'm just going to sit here and say, she's going to have a panic attack across the I, table. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm done. It's over. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I think, I would say I have a lot of empathy and compassion um, and I think it kind of goes back to the deeper understanding of not understanding, but just love of creation. And I just, you know, I just think God is so beautiful and so intentional. And I think it draws me closer to his heart. Um, and, and I think that's something I'm thankful for. Um, also I think, you know, the way I express myself is usually not through my words. I think I kind of as we discussed, and everybody's different. I kind of like to hide in the back. Mm-hmm. And I think I like to make something to say what I feel like I can't say. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes people need that because some people, um, I think similarly feel that way. And it, it just, it makes you feel less alone. And um, yeah. And I love listening to people. You do. Sometimes so. we're like, listen and then, but don't take it all on. Have, yeah. have a couple, and this is for all fours. Like, I think if you're an individualist and you are in your fields a lot, like make sure that you're having friends that aren't in crisis as well as friends that are in crisis. You're going to naturally be attracted to people who are in their fields, mm-hmm. but that means no one is, is um, in a good emotional place for a, a long amount of time. So it's important to have a balance of relationships in your life. Um, okay. Tell me if it, these things are true for you. This is some of just like basic Enneagram stuff, but how to love a four, how to love an individualist. Don't put them in a box. Enjoy and appreciate how deeply they feel. Point out how their uniqueness has blessed you and challenge them to feel, but not be led by their feelings and enjoy the ride that they bring to your life. Do you feel like those, that's good advice for how to love a four? Absolutely. How to relate to a four. Tell me if you agree with these. Okay. Give them lots of compliments because they mean a lot to them. Really? Do you think no? I hate when someone's like, you're so special. <laughs> I hate that. I wonder if that's true for all fours. Because, I don't know. 
Maybe, I know. But maybe it's a way to be like speaking truth into that place of like always that inner critic. You're right. You know what I mean? Maybe it's like a counterpart to that in You're some right. way. Okay. That's tell me I'm special. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't tell them they're too sensitive or that they're overreacting. Yeah. Does that trigger you when people say you're too sensitive or accuse um, you of overreacting? Maybe depends. I think I have an interesting relationship with that one because when I was less mature and younger, looking back, I'm like, yeah, I was too sensitive and I was overreacting. But you don't know what you know until you know. So <laughs> Right? <laughs> Um, <laughs> be be a supportive friend or partner to them. Help them to love and value themselves. I think one of the things your dad and I love so much with Jackson is we do feel like he's that way for you. Like I think he he um, he's he, very even keeled. He is, and very I think balanced person. That's the kind of people that fours individualists need to make sure that they have some of those in their circle of people. Um, and I do think he's such a good spouse for you in that way. Such a good husband because when you're you go up, you go down. Yeah, it is this and be like, it, it is a ride. Wow. And Jackson's just like steady Eddie. And then he really like, is. Like even keeled. Like he doesn't he doesn't go super up with you, but he also doesn't go he's super down go, with he's, you. He's not gonna yeah. sit there and be like, you know what, you're right. Everybody hates you. Yeah. You should you should move to a different country <laughs> next week. You sh- yeah, you're right. Right. Like he's like, like if no. Kennedy followed her feelings, she would feel Yeah, I'd be all, bye. <laughs> See you later. Gone. Um Try to say that, try not to say that you understand because individualists don't ever think you understand. Like you don't understand. <laughs> They're unique and special and you just don't understand and just be okay. Even if you do understand, because sometimes <laughs> your dad and I have understood and we're just like, okay, we don't understand. Oh <laughs> um, okay. Good questions to ask the individualists. Tell me if you think these are true or if there's a better question that you might ask for people who are listening. How are you doing with your, or- with the ordinary in your life? Because as you've never heard that, but I love that. You do? I actually really love it. Because it kind of makes it, because life, most of life is mundane mundane and ordinary. You get up, you go to work, you do your job, (laughs) you go home, you cook dinner. Yeah. Give me grandkids. But, um, oh my gosh. (laughs) I had to throw it. Mom. Um, but a lot of life is ordinary. (laughs) And I think what social media, how it's robbed us of joy is it makes it it has painted a picture that an ordinary life because I look at some 19-year-old that got famous off off TikTok for dancing. Stupid. (laughs) It's actually really creative how they dance. (laughs) Um, what does contentment look like for you? Is the other question. Do you think that's a good question to be asked? Like how to be content? I think that's really good. And I think that's a good challenge for the four because I don't think I struggle with discontentment, but I know that I do. Like, <laughs> I'm always like, no, like I'm content. I'm, I'm happy. But I, you know, even if it's on Instagram and I see someone in Italy and I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm going to things like. You also have very high seven, which we I haven't do. gotten into. So that I, might not I be for your four. I sure do. <laughs> um, but I am, you know, something dad has told me is, you know, wherever you go, just remember you take you with you. And I think that's really Mm, encouraged me to, um, just analyze my own life, analyze my motivation, my heart. And, um, what I love about the Enneagram is that it gives you kind of like a microscope, but it also gives you a bird's eye view at the same time. Mm. Like you can look inward and outward Mm -hmm. in a way that I don't know that a lot of things allow you to. And, um, you know, Again, That's like good. you said, that tension, I think, has 
given me a lot of peace and a lot of contentment. Well, it gives any of the styles such grounding if they're if they're not okay. Like I've been saying, we've been doing um, a lot of Q and A's about the Enneagram recently, and what I'm saying is. The, the Enneagram isn't the end all for you, but what it does is it gives you personal roadmap for spiritual direction. Like some of the styles don't have a big problem with envy, which is what we're talking about today, you know? And so they don't need to spend a lot of spiritual direction and spiritual time going, man, how do I conquer envy in my life? Mm-hmm. But for fours, for individualists, envy is going to be a part of your every single day without you even realizing it because it's part of the way you're wired. It's the, it's the shadow side of your gift, mm-hmm. right? Of, of seeing beauty, envy is only seeing it in everyone else. Like they go hand in hand. And so for you, you have to be hyper aware of how envy might be destroying you on the inside, right? Where some of the other styles and other things, they're not gonna affect you as much. And so I think it's so important because the Enneagram gives us spiritual personal spiritual direction and roadmap for that um, in a way that just personality test wouldn't necessarily. So thank you for coming on. I, I, I had to do some big asking to get her to come on, but it means oh a lot gosh. to me. And, and as you know, you know, one of the reasons I think is that I do think that over the last several years, you have really used the Enneagram for a tool in a way to understand how you're wired. You know, when you go off the rails emotionally or when you're just in your best place ever doing your best work and you're, you've related to it, but you've also taken the time, which I think a lot of individualists would in a healthy place is to care about because you care about others. You see beauty in others where people miss it. I think you've been, you've done a good job of understanding or trying to understand all the styles so that you can see the beauty that each person brings to the world. And so what's funny is you were the most um, opposite. You weren't against it, but you were just like, whatever, don't type me. I thought it was like um, Myers-Briggs. Yeah. And I was like, that's too general. Like that doesn't Mm -hmm. make up the sum of a person. And it doesn't, and the Enneagram doesn't, but I think self-awareness is freedom, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. And and I think that's what you've done is, I think you and I have probably had the most Enneagram conversations. Now I love it. And our whole family, (laughs) when you were the first, like, ah, don't type me, I'm unique. Our family (laughs) arguments are super funny because they're not normal. It's like, (laughs) you don't know how you're being experienced right now. (laughs) Like if someone else heard that, (laughs) it'd be like, what? Right, but hey, at least we're coming <laughs> I mean, like, back. This to is it. probably coming from this side of you, and like it's like we're <laughs> like like yeah. I know you're going in your head in your high five, Ethan <laughs> or Madison. I I'm feeling a lot of your eight coming at me. <laughs> like our family fights probably are. It's super. Are I mean, pretty, maybe it's healthy. I mean, I guess it is. I don't know. It's probably a hot bag it's, of both unhealthy both. and healthy. We all have it. Halt. Family, family dying. Our our family is not immune to. Struggle. We don't have a lot of two or nine. Well, you, all three of you guys, though, have scored pretty high nine, but I, I think that's your family of origin I coming actually, in. I think. And I, when I took it, so okay, off topic, but when I took it when I was, I think, 16, mm-hmm. I think it was 17. Which we recommend don't taking it. They, they don't, 18, but I think they were because like. Because I was doing Enneagram, I let her take four. it. It's like a. I had a high nine, but I actually took it my sophomore year of college, and there was like no nine. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that was just growth mm-hmm. I actually have a lot of, me and my sister both have a lot of eight and that's fun <laughs> <laughs> I actually really love eights because they're direct and at least you know where you stand but um <laughs> 
I love that. So Kennedy, thank you so much for being here today. And if if you are a four, I just want to say thank you. Um, I've lived with a four her whole life. She's here today. Um, and it really has brought so much beauty to the world. Like even just watching you do what you do. When I watch you paint, I'm not painting, but I get joy out of watching it. I she gets so frustrated because I'm like, can I hang this on the wall? She's like, no. It's <laughs> but like, like private, no one will ever see it. I literally it want all of her paintings on the wall. But the people in your life, I'm sure, feel so similar to this. Like they they want to love you well. Give us grace because we can't catch up sometimes with the emotions, but we want to, and we love you, and we're grateful for you. And if you are not a four, and but you probably have a four, an individualist in your life, who um, it's important for you to understand them, that they, they do swim deep in the deep end of the emotional pool. And to be not, not be intimidated by that, but constantly be redirecting them to to feel their feelings, but also to balance it with truth, speak truth into their life. I know you value when people speak truth into your life. Like you said, you have to have some tact with that and, mm-hmm. and a gentleness, but you appreciate truth um, being spoken to you. And so um, be able to, to balance their feelings with think truth and facts. Um, and so I love this conversation. Thank you for being vulnerable and coming on the Cultivate podcast today and talking about what it's like being a four. And here's the thing about fours. You might be a four and not have related at all to what Kennedy and said. I'm because so you, sorry. Because you're unique because fours yeah. are the most unique. So you're like, I'm not like that at all. Um, I think that, that that's probably going to be funny for some people, but I appreciate yeah. it. I think, Don't tell me. <laughs> I think that um, all of us need a four in our life. Fours are the ones we're going to run to when we're in tragedy because they can hold our hearts well. Um, when other people get uncomfortable with struggle. And mm. so I'm grateful for that, how you reflect God's heart in that, right? Because when we're not okay, who do we need to run to most of all? Who's God? Um, but also you literally, you guys literally make the world beautiful with all, with painting, drawing, uh, photography, music. I mean, you make, you're that outlet of all of the mundane and ordinary for the rest of us. That's you are the extraordinary for the rest of our ordinary lives. And so we love you for that. So thanks for coming on today. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Cultivate Podcast. If you were encouraged by what you heard today, we kindly ask you to share this episode through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then tell a friend. We'd love our conversation to help you start your own. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. We love hearing what you think and we know others will too. Cultivate Women exists to help women like you grow spiritually wise in a community of kindness. If you attend Sandals Church, join us as we live out what we're learning on the weekends by using our weekly reflection guide. This is written by women for women so that you can cultivate the truth of God's word into your life. Find it every Monday at cultivate.sc slash discussion. You can keep up to date on all things Cultivate by following Cultivate Women on Instagram and Facebook or by visiting our website at cultivate.sc. Because Cultivate is just one piece of the ministry at Sandals Church, be sure to find our current and archived sermons from Pastor Matt Brown at sandalschurch.tv or go to sandalschurch.com to visit a campus near you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Debrief podcast where Pastor Matt is giving real answers to tough questions from the Bible. Find it at debrief.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Friends, until we meet again, here or in person, remember, cultivate kindness. Cultivate kindness.